right. Welcome back to the Chill Like a Mother podcast, everyone. We are here with Michelle and Michelle runs a female-led business in Calgary, was from Regina. That's where we met. And we are going to be talking today about all of the shoulds, the shoulds that run through your mind, maybe the shoulds that some of your family or the system or wherever you live, the normal unspoken shoulds exist. Um, A funny story is popping like immediately right into my head where I was working with a client and she said, um, when I was postpartum, someone came over to my house and expected me to have hot coffee and muffins. And I was just like, you're coming to my house and I have a new baby. Like, I don't understand this like cultural norm that I'm supposed to have food for you. You know, so it was just like the, that, that I think sums up a lot of this like internal messaging that we have about shoulds or what other people think mothers should be. And so I'm going to, I'm going to pass it off to Michelle now. And she's, um, she's going to start us off with, with a little bit of tidbit about something. Let's, let's maybe start Michelle with what is the loudest should for you, or maybe the loudest should that you hear from your clients? Oh my. Yeah. So, oh, there, there are a lot. The loudest one, I think that they should know how to be the happy mom, the good mom, that that we should know how to mom. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many layers under all of that and how that shows up for clients. And I feel the same thing. Um, You know, like, how do you mom? How should I mom? How should you mom? And for me, how that's showing up right now is when we're in this whole, these past several months in particular is when my kids have needed me Mm. and whether they were sick or, you know, they've just had some other things going on in their lives. And I had, I felt like I had to choose. and I think ultimately, deep down, I, I knew the right choice for myself. But it was the shooting that made it so hard for me to just make those choices. Um, and I did, I think, because I've, I've come far enough that I'm like, no, this is what I need so that I can show up in all of the aspects of my life. But I could see my clients struggling too Mm. in making those choices and it would show up simply in them apologizing for missing a week in the studio doing group fitness classes and I'm like don't ever apologize for that and they say well it should be a priority and I'm like well you were taking care of your children or Mm -hmm. you were taking care of yourself this overwhelming feeling of what we should do yeah. I think is distracting us from what we innately know we either want or need to do 
Yes. And I, I want to ask you about some of those building blocks that you mentioned, you know, like I've come far enough that yeah. I can kind of catch myself when I'm in this cycle. Right. And, <sighs> and I like to kind of take it back to the basics because we don't always know where people are coming from or where they're tuning in from or what their life experiences are. And so can we, can we talk about some of those building blocks that help you identify when those messages are being confused with what you do innately know? Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. I have, I kind of almost put them in, what would you say? Like containers. I've got little Mm. containers things that require my attention and time and caring and loving and all of that and some are more fragile Mm. than others and that's not and they're not always the same Mm. um my or some people will call them glass balls my glass balls change I have a business in its infancy. It is a highly glass ball. And so there are times when I made choices to have someone else take care of my children in their time of need because this was something else that needed attention to. And that was difficult to come there because I'm like I I am a mom Mm -hmm. and I'm also a business owner Mm -hmm. and 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 so many other things beyond that and so I think each circumstance requires us to just pause and really look at the immediate needs and wants and they change but that's also what makes it difficult I think Yes. Because I'll hear mom say, you know, my kids are my priority. And I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. Mine too. But we have more than one priority. And sometimes there is a chance that they're not actually the top one. And then you feel terrible about that. Mm -hmm. But it's the truth. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, we've been conditioned to believe that ever choosing anything else or suggesting that anything else might be our top priority it makes us a bad mom yes and yeah I think for me having been a mom a couple times now uh has helped me realize that I can make those decisions for myself and if I just stop and listen truly listen to myself and the circumstances that I can make that choice and feel good about it. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is hard to do, but yeah, Michelle, eight years ago with an infant would be entirely different than, than now. The right. should was very, very heavy then. Right. I had time to settle into mom and what that meant and what really mattered to me in the end you know yeah Yeah. and yeah so I think just being clear on 
what are your values? Mm -hmm. And what are your actual priorities? Not what you think they need to be, mm -hmm. but what, what are they? And if you'll stay true to your values and you're aware of your true priorities, I think the shoulds dissipate, or at least less. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can make the choices easy, per se, but I think you can feel good about them. Yes. Yes. Can we zoom in to mm. a moment when you were in this internal conflict of, I know what my values are, but I also have this really loud other voice that's coming in and it's disrupting my ability to hold, prioritize my containers or the diverse number of balls that I'm juggling right now. And the, the curiosity that I'm having is how do you, how do you go from on a real personal level? How do you go from, okay, I know this should is here. Like I, I should want to stay home with my kids when they're sick. I should just be able to push the business stuff aside, right? When, when you're in this moment of like real internal turmoil, kind of, right? Like there's a lot of nattering happening, like a lot of noise and like a lot of stuff happening. How do you, how do you sink into that moment and decide what is, is there a practice or a ritual or a thing that you do that kind of grounds you into, no, okay, this is, this is my why, this is my value, and this is how I live this out. Yeah, I, I write it down. Okay. I have to put pen to paper. That's how I do everything <laughs> still to this day. Um, I think just because yeah, my mind is noisy all the time, but it's extra noisy in challenging times when you're trying to make those difficult decisions. And it just cuts out some of the noise if you can just clearly even examine the scenarios a little bit. Mm. And I think that's sometimes all that I really need is that clarity and writing it down or even talking it out to my, my friends who are on my speed dial. <laughs> Because they're getting my voice notes as I'm working my way through it. Just saying it out loud. I don't even care if they listen to it. Right. Just expressing it, getting it outside of my head. Yes. Into the air or onto the paper. Makes it more clear on what my beliefs are versus my feelings of fears of other people's beliefs. Mm. And as a busy mom, tell me how you carve out that time. Cause that's like the FAQ of my life is, but I don't have time. How do I find the time? I know I, I can just hear it. I can hear it in the, the voices of some of the loyal podcast listeners already, but like, but how, you know, but how do I actually do that? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's a terrible answer, but discipline, honestly. Yeah, just, that's not terrible. Yeah, and like, I feel I feel terrible saying it because they're like, great, but like, how do I do it? And I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. I know, right? Uh, 
but it's just like before bed is a big one for me as I am driving to pick up my kids. I will just like audio record it to like while I'm driving, it's an easy place for me to do it. And I just have those spaces that require five or 10 minutes where I intentionally get it out of my brain Mm. to the world. And yeah, I feel like the time thing is like, I feel that too, the pressure. I don't have time. I feel that every day. And yet all of the conflicting voices in my head and feelings are distracting me from being present often. Which leads, which adds to this condition message that we all have that we don't have time. Yes. Right? Because we're spending so much mental energy, so much mental energy up in our brains that it actually feels super arduous to get it from brain to mouth or brain to hand because we're already exhausted from playing it on repeat up in here. And, and I think you make a really good point about once it's out, your, your body actually can feel that clarity. It feels that relief. And, and when we talk about discipline in this way is that, you know, self-care is actually like the real, like future me thanks me for this moment. Self-care yeah. is actually way simpler than we think it is. And when, when we're dealing with these shoulds and conditioned messages and the patriarchy and what women should be and what men should be, when you, when your body gets that feeling and you notice the ripple effects, you notice that you can be more present. You notice that if you just get two hours of work done today, then you can be with your kids for the weekend. Or if you can hire a babysitter to come over and do the after school and the supper, and you're going to come home at eight and you're going to get a good night's sleep and you get to wake up tomorrow morning and the brain noise is quieter or softer, then you're actually more disciplined or more motivated to do more of it. Because what I tell my clients all the time is that I'm not motivated to make art. I'm I'm actually not that motivated to do it. It's not the motivation that gets me to the activity. It's knowing the feeling I'm going to get when I'm done. Yes. And like art is for me is fitness for you or that body movement or um, whatever a person's thing is, it doesn't have to be art. It doesn't have to be writing. It doesn't have to be fitness. Yeah. But when, when you get that feeling, you, what I've heard from many of my clients and I've experienced this firsthand myself is then you crave it and you make more time for it yeah. or you find ways to fit it in. Yes. Because all time is really created equally. We, we all have 24 hours in a day. We all have um, conditioned messages or different employment or different um, things that we deal with every day. 
but every single human being, regardless of gender, has 24 hours in a day. And I can pretty much guarantee that the moms listening are going to say, well, yeah, but my partner takes all of this other time. The, the default parent, the default parent that's listening right now, who shoulders the weight of the emotional and the invisible load will say, well, my, my partner takes all this time. They are, they're allowed, they're allowed to do all of these things, like go to the gym on their lunch break or come home late or go into work on a Saturday. Um, and that, that conditioned message is, is really rooted in a lot of gendered conditioning around who is allowed to do what, who's allowed to ask for what. And so in these moments, Michelle, when you are needing to go back to your foundation, those building blocks, those things that have served you well in the past, what is, what is the internal message that you have to tell yourself to get there? What is that, what is that practice of when you, when you catch yourself in that cycle and you know you need to stop and take a moment to ground? Is there a message or something that you say to yourself that is really helpful for bringing you back? Yeah, I almost always ask myself the question, how do you want to show up? Hmm. How do you want to show up? And if it's, you know, a very specific situation, it might be, how do you want to show up for your kids? you want to show up for your clients, whatever it might be. Um, but that will always bring me back to those values. Mm. It helps make it crystal clear on the choices that need to be made. Yeah. How do I want to show up? Mm-hmm. And my answer is almost with presence and love. Mm. doesn't matter what the the circumstance is but if I'm having that turmoil there's the anxiety and the noise and I'm not showing up in the way that I Mm. care to experience my environment and interact with the people around me and so it it allows me to come back and and take the steps to make those choices, to get it down on paper, to do the disciplined act that moves me forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that would have worked in the thick of, say, your first born postpartum or those first two or three years? And 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 I'm and I'm curious. Very specifically, because I saw a reel on Instagram the other day, and this woman was sharing how there's there's that mom, whoever that mom is for you, that mom is in a different phase than you are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was an interesting concept for me, because as I get further and further from my actual gritty postpartum experience 
I can already feel it happening for me that like one romanticizing what it was like and two some of the shoulds that come in for me is like how can I know this now but I didn't know it then right and so being mindful of the broad spectrum of mothers that may be listening I'm curious if that would have worked then it wouldn't have it wouldn't have I no I I am not the same person that I was then um I think it has been those eight plus years of practicing and not always showing up the way that I wanted to, mm-hmm. despite having the intentions of being present and loving, but it not always working and the trial and error that has gotten me to this place. Um, so no, it, I, I don't think it would have. Yeah. And the struggles I experienced then versus now, I think are indicative of, of the difference. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think I just want to hold a moment of quiet reflection for anybody listening and for both Michelle and I to just breathe into what your reality is now, what your non-negotiables are right now, and sending previous you, now you, and future you, just a moment of clarity, a single moment to pause and take stock of how you show up with love, how you show up with gentleness, how you show up with kindness. Even if you could go back two weeks, two years, eight years, what would you want previous self to know about the patriarchy, about conditioning, about the shooting, about about any of it? that you do know. Mm. We started this off with what's the biggest should and it's that we should know how to mom. But what I think we're often saying or thinking or feeling in that is how we think others think we should do it. And yeah, I, I wish 
that's really Michelle and it passed to Michelle I knew that I, I already I already knew mm-hmm. I already knew you already know you already know mm-hmm. and if you're questioning that mm-hmm. I think Michelle's question of how do I show up is really important because if you're questioning your value, your place, your role, your abilities, all of the research, all of the anecdotal stuff almost always points back to what are my values? What is important to me? Thank you, Michelle, so much for being here and for sharing in this conversation with us today. I greatly appreciate your presence and your showing up here today. Thank you for having me, Kayla. I love having conversations with you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on the Chill Like a Mother podcast. If you had an aha moment or found yourself saying, oh yeah, me too, Maybe share this podcast with somebody who might appreciate it, a friend, maybe in your mom group or on Facebook. Episodes come out every Sunday to help you with those Sunday scaries and subscribe so that you never miss an episode and you can carry me, Kayla, around in your back pocket. If you like this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. I'd love to hear from you. And if you want to look at a behind the scenes and get exclusive ways to be more chill as a mom, Follow me on Instagram at chill.likeamother. All of the mentionables are linked in the show notes. And, and always, this is not a replacement for professional advice, though we are professionals. We're not your professional, though we do encourage you to seek whatever professional supports you may need in your life. And in case you haven't heard it today, you deserve the time and the money that it might take for you to take care of yourself in whatever way you need taken care of. Have a relatively chill day and catch you in the next episode.